Yo, yo, what up, fam bros? It's your boy Donwell, a.k.a. Rap Game Tyrion Lannister. I'm back, and on this episode, we talk about some of our favorite moments from past episodes. We got a pretty cool fan woe in the submission box, and also the usual madness ensues. Tatiana's back, the Dominican Deadpool is back, and we're back. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, Internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. This is your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. the Butcher of Names, also known as the William Shatner of hip-hop. Kevin Bacon of the internet and a former Herald of Galactus in my last life. How y'all doing, folks? This is Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. And we are here on our one year anniversary episode plus one. Woo-hoo! That's right. Last <laughs> week yeah. was the one year anniversary. So now it's plus one. It's awesome, isn't it? You feel so special, don't you? I feel like. Mario, like the first Mario, where you run to one side of the wall, you come out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like. Like we're almost starting over. You don't feel like Mario after he's grabbed the mushroom and grown the heights? That's it. Yeah, Mario was definitely on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> How you gonna go on one side of the wall and come out on the other side? Yeah. That's shrooms. Yeah, there all the way. Shrooms. Yeah, there was definitely something going on in Mario. Well, as you know by her voice already, Tatiana King Jones is in the place. How you doing, Tatiana? I'm good. The Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Her of the Spaceship, also known as Black Rogue, also known as Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's my that's my new one. Black Rogue. That's my new one. Black Rogue. Rogue was like as a kid, man, that, that Rogue, Rogue is my man. girl. She's my favorite next to Storm, so. Man, she did something for me. Uh, also in the building tonight, returning from his sojourn. Oh, wait, somebody else is walking in, but I'll announce him later. So he just bumped the microphone and everything. <laughs> returning from his sojourn, the one and only Don Will. How you doing, sir? Hey, hey, everybody. How you doing? It's Don Will, a.k.a. the short dude on Game of Thrones. Because I'm bad with names. <laughs> Tyrion. <laughs> Rap game Tyrion. Rap game. Rap game Tyrion is Rap in the game building. official. You know, everybody loves Tyrion. Rap game Tyrion. Yeah, everybody does. This is true. He's like the least hated character on the show, unlike some others. He's the smartest Lannister. I don't care what anybody says. So. Yeah, that's 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 not. Well, I don't know. His dad might be the smartest Lannister. Nah, nah. He's the smartest one because he's got heart. That doesn't his, mean he's smart. His dad is <laughs> cold. Heart actually makes his you kind of Yeah, yo. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. Heart will get you killed. I'm talking about natural wisdom. Natural wisdom. I I wisdom his, from the universe. I and I see. Flows through his Tyrion's dad, you know, his heart. Dad too no. Closely. No. Tyrion <laughs> is just as corrupt. Tyrion Lannister, see? Thank you. Big up. Tyrion ain't as corrupt as his dad, though. Yo, That's t- what I'm saying. That's why his, his he's smart. He may not be as cunning. Like, there's a difference, you know what I mean? There's Everyone wants to give Tyrion a pass because he's a dwarf and he nah. sees... No, 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 people don't, people don't give, you know, you're not giving him enough credit, not even people, Ben Amin's not giving him enough credit. Tyrion, no, I give him a lot of credit for being ruthless, just like the rest of his family. But don't say, oh, because he's a, he's a little person that now all of a sudden we're giving him a No, yeah, no, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, I'm saying y'all giving him a pass and like acting like he's got heart. I said he has heart. Wait a that okay, little we'll man is just that. as cold-blooded yeah, we, as the rest. We just jump right into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Tyrion got heart. All right, well, you know, <laughs> the man who says Tyrion got heart is also in the building tonight, Mr. Kim Sonian. How you doing, sir? Space Ghost producer, and that's it. No extra names, no extra this and that. Although, 
since we are on the Game of Thrones, I do claim to be a throny. People hate on that if you want. Is that the official name, a throny? That is my official name. I'm a throny. Okay. Full-blooded. <laughs> okay. Y'all can look at me and sour And yet you were face. mad about Oberon. I, w- I wasn't mad. I was just a tad <laughs> uncomfortable at the revelation you, of that Oberon was like making eyes at Homeboy but across you're comfortable the court. calling yourself a throny. Throny has nothing to do with Oberon. Throny means that I appreciate <laughs> the dramatic impact that Game of Thrones throny TV seems like show something Oberon would has on me. No, 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 no. That's your own. That's your own Ben is coming out. You know what I mean? That's the Ben Hameen part I, of Ben. I like Oberon. I think. I have I, nothing hey, against him making eyes at another man. You know I, that wasn't I just me felt, who said I, that on special I delivery. I just didn't know. Yeah, no, I might have. You know, I just was surprised. <laughs> that's all. I was surprised. A little taken aback. Yeah, because he was so flawless when the ladies came in, and then it was like, oh, word. He he kind of mingles with with all types. So, but isn't that good. usually the case? You know what I mean? He that's just enjoys everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's a pleasure seeker life. for sure. He's a pleasure seeker. Up, I appreciate you know? that. I appreciate that. He's like Star Fox, and no one is going to get that reference. Star and I don't Fox. mean the video game. Yeah, that's the first thing I want. Oh, if you to. don't mean the video game, I'm lost. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, also <laughs> returning to the spaceship tonight is our friend from the Upper East, Upper West Side, somewhere in the vicinity. <laughs> somewhere on this island. <laughs> <laughs> Uptown, downtown, in the middle. Uptown, downtown. We're going to have to work out this mic situation right here. We got a lot of moving parts. Yeah, yeah. Are we good to go? How you doing? And you know, reintroduce yourself to the crew. Uh, Argenis, aka Dominican Deadpool, aka a kid named Henny. A- 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 they only know you as Argenis now, right? No, yeah. I mean I've been getting um people been like uh, Dominican Deadpool, so I gotta use. All that right, now. Dominican. Oh, Dominican Deadpool, Deadpool is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Started liking that. Dominican right. Deadpool is dope. I like that. Uh, and I don't know what else. <laughs> oh, and, uh, <laughs> speaking of Oberon, did you read the book Game of Thrones? No, no. that's the thing. Well, I refuse. Oh, do do not spoil. No, I don't want to ruin anything. But yeah, don't. Previous. Don't. I mean, well, up to now, it is alluded that uh, Oberon is, you know, goes that way. So it's not like it's a surprise or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. You know, I just watched the show. But actually, you're right. Ben Hamin checked me. He was like, "Yo, it's that wasn't the first time." I just, I was in a zone. I was like somewhere else, and then it just was a smack in the face. Like, yo, that so cat that you like. You had a bit of a man crush. <laughs> on Oberon going on and then you were mad that he has man crushes on other men he has for real man crushes I wasn't mad son mad is a big ass he word he crushes men he crushes men so wow. jealousy would be more of an appropriate word then I like to I just they had that long shot of him making eyes at homie and that was like Oh right, because I was I wanted him to be like ruthless and in like attack mode, and he was in a different type of attack mode. He could be like oh. the, the Omar of the, you know, he could be like Omar. Uh, I mean, yeah, and 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 more. Yeah, I I don't get it. Why can't he be a ruthless attack mode just because he lights, you know? Men? No, no, no. I'm saying I wasn't prepared. My mind it was wasn't a different prepared. type of attack mode. I was expecting him to come in with the swag that he had, and he was exhibiting. He came in with the swag that he had, <laughs> and he had other swag. That I was checking for a different type of swag. He wasn't Listen, ready. I'm not hating no. at all. I'm just, I was just saying, like, oh, that, right, I forgot. That's all. It's all. Uh, you know, we might need to have some counselors come in here, you know, because it seems like I'm comfortable with Oberon. (laughs) (laughs) I am very comfortable appreciating Oberon and all his Oberonness. So that's that's I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. Well, folks, we got a big show ahead of us tonight. We'll come right back after this short break with a lot more fan bros. What's up, Internets? This is Chico Leo. You want to follow fan bros on SoundCloud? 
Like us on Facebook. And subscribe on iTunes, Chico. Exactly. Word up. Thanks for saying that, bruh. <laughs> and welcome back, Fan Bros. This is Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. And I said before, I mean, as I said before, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary right now. Yay! <laughs> turn up, turn up, turn up. Oh, man, turn down for what, boy? It's been an amazing year. You know, I've just been happy to be a part of this, a fan bro show of its growth, of its success, of its failures, which there haven't been that many of, thank God. You know, all the awesome things that have happened to us over the year. But, you know, last week we talked about the some, you know, our favorite moments from the show. But I just want to know, since Tatiana was vanished for most of the show last yeah. week, you know, what was your favorite moment from the show? Yo, the funniest thing, though, before you say that, though, yeah. before, let me cut you off, is that in the comments last week, people were like, yo, where is Tatiana? <laughs> After they listened to the whole show, though. And I'm oh, like. That, oh, yeah, I just remembered? Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, but no, the, my thing is, like, she was on the show. I mean, a dude asked twice. Like, he asked at the beginning of the show, and then he, he asked the last the 15 end. minutes when I was on? I guess not. That's all right. Yeah, so, Tatiana, what were some of your favorite moments from the first year as a fan bro show? Um, I had a lot, but I would say the most famous, famous favorite moment was when Prodigy of Mob Deep was on the show. His story about his close encounter with a third kind, I did not expect at all. Cause it, uh, you know, it looked, it was scary. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's intimidating. Some men in black type That's stuff. Very intimidating. You had a blackout, yeah. and then you got flashing color lights yeah. outside. So yeah. And it's silent. Too many, like and no noise, no hel- no what, 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 helicopter. Science fiction movies, yeah. people getting abducted and all that. I'm not having that. Right. <laughs> and you're gonna take me <laughs> and the bed and everything. I'm not take the whole house, that. right? Word. I'm not. Get, I'm not gonna go and give myself to the aliens, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Here I am, right? <laughs> How long you said you think so it then, lasts? It probably like four minutes, five minutes, and then Shit. wow, and then it just went black again. That's a long time when you're scared. Yeah, you know that's I mean? a whole hell of a long time. Yeah. Then it just went after all the colors flashing. Then it just went black again. So then we quiet sitting on the beds, and then she like you go check on the kids. So I'm thinking it's something in the house now. I'm like, yo. Right, they done landed I'm now. They beamed down. I was like, you go check on the kids. Why are you telling me to do it? Go check on the kids, motherfucker. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I go get the shotgun. I go get the kids, bring them in the room. That was crazy, man. I'd heard him talk about that on Combat Jack before, so I knew about that he, you know, rolled with some aliens. But um, I never heard. But but I liked it though because I I first of all I believe in for one hundred percent. Oh yeah. But I and I also believe in aliens and all other stuff. So clown me if you want to. But yeah. I I liked his um reaction to that whole entire situation because his reaction was like a real New Yorker reaction. Like, Word up. You know I'm not getting up. I'm not getting the gun to go get him. You can sit there and go <laughs> talk to him. Like he was real with his, and I thought that was dope. You know, it reminded me of um Attack the Block. You know, just a little bit. Like yes. what would real people do in that situation so uh i would say that was my favorite nice one and i was watching um this movie dark strides the other night with uh carrie russell in it yes and that was like the opposite of prodigy because they kept doing the (laughs) stupid things that you expect somebody not to do in a movie of course you know but they keep running towards these aliens that are attacking them and stuff but yeah yeah that was the difference even though they both had shotguns prodigy and the dude in dark stars yeah but prodigy don't play that he knows first of all it's an alien if they had the technology to come here and breathe that air and do this all this other stuff what made you think they gonna they could just dead that shotgun they gonna be like a shotgun yeah but you know kinetic energy what's what carrie russell's family not as smart as prodigy 
Yeah, that was definitely one of the dopest moments. And I just love to see Prodigy sitting in here talking about uh, Malcolm Gladwell and the yeah, flower of life, you know, because I read Malcolm Gladwell and it's really crazy to see Prodigy, you know, murder. You I know, love Malcolm Gladwell's books. So. You know, stick your, uh, what is it? Nose through your brain, yeah. Nose bone through your brain, yeah. yeah Mr. Prodigy <laughs> himself. in the face, stab your brain with your nose bone. There we go, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you just don't expect Malcolm Gladwell and the Flower of Life to come out of that. Right. Hey, you know, yeah. no, lots, lots of knowledge and really intriguing stories he did. So that was my favorite moment of Fan Bro Show this past year. Nice, nice. And uh, Don Will returning back to the spaceship. You know, you've only been on the show a couple times. Had a real controversial episode when you did come through. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't here for five minutes. Yeah, it started it off, boy. Set it I off coming with a bang. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> only way to do it. Got to bring the, the the streets to the to the fan bros. <laughs> Rap game, Tyrion. <laughs> the urban to the geek. Rap game, yeah. Lannister. <laughs> Don Will is so street too, man. It's amazing how street Don Will is. Streets, straight bars, bars, bars. Says Don Will with the Lannister flag (laughs) and his supreme. Is that supreme cap you're wearing over there? Uh, Not um, my friends. I just blanked on their name. Free base, free base. Nice, nice. Thanks for not having to pull off the hat. Nice hat. (laughs) All right, so what was your favorite moment or moments from the first year of Fanbro's show? Um, I got to say it was the Young Guru episode where he Mm. broke down the the science and the religion of Star Trek. Like, I I kid you not, I went home that weekend and just started watching Star Trek. Word. And I I fell off because of the tour. I was out of town for so long. But, Mm -hmm. like, I was into it. Like, oh, okay. I get it now. Right. Like it was a whole. It's like a whole new TV show for me. I mean, nice. it's new because I hadn't seen it, but it's like like my my the watching it. It's like oh, I, okay, I get it now. It clicks. It makes. Yeah. It makes you know physiological sense. It makes psychological sense. It makes philosophical sense. Yeah, but like, and, and even just like like him on the show in general, he's such a like he he speaks like like he captivates you. You know what I'm saying? So like. Being able to have a conversation with him is just fun for me anyway. So, you know. Star Trek now, mind you, mind you, started off as a television yep. show, right? We had the television show rock for three years. Mm-hmm. Then in the in-between, we got the animation, um, yep. the animated Star Trek series that a lot of people don't know about, but was really a continuation because they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with the television show, mm-hmm. right? Then we get into the movies, all of this leads up to now we get back to television and we have Next Generation, which in my opinion is the best series in the Star Trek world because it rocked the longest, did the most exploration, right? We never break timeline. Yep. Everything historically, no matter what happens, everything is pinpointed back to a specific thing. All the writers for Star Trek were either from NASA or they were like some really, really dope um, uh, TV writer, right? <laughs> so we have a world where we have absolutely never broke. And everything, I don't care if it's Deep Space Nine, which wasn't necessarily my favorite because they didn't travel that much. But Deep Space Nine is about, at the end of it, when you ra- look at the whole wrap-up, it's about religion, mm-hmm. right? That Deep Space Nine really gets into that because the people in the area where they are, are super religious, and the black captain, you know, he goes through this whole thing, right? Right. Cool. Um, But no matter which ones we go to, even the latest one that came out, they had to say, okay, we're, they told you we're breaking the timeline by Spock meeting Spock, right? They explained to you then how you could break the timeline to have that episode be the way that it was, Mm -hmm. right? But if you, if you really look at the seven year one, the, the next generation, it's 
perfect. perfect. From 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 um uh uh, uh mission to star point. I mean, uh, I think uh, the very first episode was called Mission to Star Point or some shit like that, right? And they run into the queue. Q. Yeah. And the, at the end of the seven years, the very last episode is a wrap up with Q. Q yeah. And Q explains to you why he's been messing with them for the past seven years. And he tried, for, for those that don't know, the Q continuum are people that have traveled through time. They've done everything that they could ever possibly do and they're bored. They Dinah's are one of them. They are the exemplar, the, they are exemplifying what perfection is. Perfection is boring. There is no movement in perfection. There's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else to do. When Picard gets there to the Q continuum and they try to represent that in a way that a human mind can see, it's like an old western dusty road with, with the tumbleweeds and, and people just sitting on their porch because they've done it all. They've been to every point in time from the beginning to the end. They've done it. Um, they've done it. And they just sit there and as they've lost the thing that makes human beings so special is the fact that it's impossible for you to run the 40 in zero seconds, right? We know that that's impossible. Yep. But every day, people try to make it faster and faster and faster and faster. And we run 100 yards faster every single year because as human beings, we want it's something about us that make us want to get better. Evolve. And that thing is what Q sees in them that eventually makes us better than them yeah. because we never lose that. So their godlike appearance, right, he's really scared of us. He wants to see what is it in you that makes you want to run the 100 faster today in everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no comparison between Star Trek and Star Wars. Man, like, you know, I know Guru personally, so I've like, I know I've called him up and asked him a question that I thought I'd get a two minute answer to and sat on the phone with him for like an hour and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a you know, professor, man. yeah, he's definitely a professor, definitely one of the smartest people I know. And I'm always, you know, glad we definitely got to have him back on the show. I'm always glad to have him around. Uh, Kimsonian, what about you, sir? So since Don Will stole my answer, oh, he got notes. <laughs> um, I have my top three, but I would say the 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 main point I think that solidified my understanding of what Fran Broness is about was the interview with Juno Diaz. Ah, yes. And how he basically put the blueprint down about the relationship between diversity, America, American culture, and then the roots of all that, or the DNA of all that being contained within comic books. What I mean by that is, if it wasn't for race, X-Men doesn't make sense. Mm. If it wasn't for the history of breeding human beings in the new world through chattel slavery, Dune doesn't right. make sense. If it wasn't for the history of colonialism and imperialism, Star Wars doesn't make sense. If it wasn't for the extermination of so many indigenous First Nations, most of what we call science fiction's contact stories doesn't wow. make sense. Without us as the secret sauce, none of this works. And it is about time that we understood that we are the force that holds the Star Wars universe together. We're the prime directive that makes Star Trek possible, yeah? We are the, at, in the Green Lantern Corps, yeah? We are the Oath. We are all of these things, erased, and yet without us, we're essential. And so I think that this is the most, this is an incredibly important project because it puts front and center not only a community that has long consumed and given power 
to these sort of practices and these sort of consumer categories, but it's a community without whose suffering, struggles, and victories, none of this would make sense. So when I think of what a Valiant project would be, what I think would be valuable, and what I think of something that I would love to wake up every day and doing, I can't imagine anything besides this other than writing. 1A, Maceo from De La Soul. That was a fun episode. That was just, he was just like, he just was so jolly and so dope and, and just straight to the point. When I he told that. Don Will that he was trying to, that was Don, that was Don, right? He told you he was trying to elbow you for yeah, saying yeah. that uh, House of Cards was better than Scandal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was Come my on, moment from like, that yeah. episode. So. You got threatened by a member of De La Soul. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that, that's my moment. I know I, a little long-winded, but yeah, Juno, definitely. Patron saint of Sam Fambros. Oh no, definitely. The, after, oh, absolutely. Yeah, after the Juno Diaz episode, I pretty much wanted to quit. Like, I was like, you know, I felt like, <laughs> I didn't really feel like there was. You wanted to join the church of Juno Diaz. Yeah, it was like there wasn't much more to be said. But you know what? One of the things that kept me going is what Juno said is that if he wasn't writing books, this is what he felt like he should be doing. He's like, what we're doing right here is so important, you know. Absolutely. So when he said that, I was like, damn it! I guess I got to keep doing this stuff. It's so, your calling. You know, I don't know about all that, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Yeah. Here we are, one Second year later, comment. we're still going, folks. So, yeah, it's Fanbro's show, and those are some of the best moments from the year. And in our coming year, you know, we have this big contest going on right now yes. on Fanbros.com, the Kano contest, the Fanbros selfie contest. How are these entries coming, though? I don't know. It seems like people are not responding to being a fan bro Y'all selfie. must not want this. Yeah. Y'all must not want these <laughs> do winnings. I, do I got to take a picture of this poster? Because I got it framed in my house right now, and okay. it's fresh. I'm going to push it to you guys really big tonight and well, tomorrow. You don't understand. Stuff from Kano, exclusive stuff? What exclusive? What what is it? We got the keychains from Kano. We got the um the acrylics. The art, bodega. Art. We got a special edition bodega, which is yeah. a quarter water with a... Uh, with a, a box cutter, <laughs> he has <laughs> and a spray can on the top. I mean, a spray nozzle at the top. It's so streets. Don Will, you would appreciate it. Is the streets. It's so Y'all got to get up on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so streets. Take Don Will's word for it. But no, we'll, we'll, we'll push out the pictures again. But for you guys, we need you to do this because I mean, if y'all don't win this, we're gonna take this for mm. ourselves. And you know, I love free swag. I mean, that's all I do this show for. We got that. We got some Kari posters, too. Yes, posters, posters, Daredevil posters, all this free. All you got to do is go on Instagram, take a selfie of yourself, show the world why you're a fan bro with this selfie, hashtag it fan bro selfie, and you could win. You could do it on Instagram and Twitter. As many selfies as people take. I mean, all they have to do is put a hashtag. Fan bro selfie. Like, you're taking a selfie right now anyway. hashtag, fan bro selfie. We're going to look for this hashtag. There's more rules to the contest, so make sure you follow all the rules. Yep, go to fanbros.com. Right. But once you guys got to do this, man, and we'll look look for you, we'll put you up on the site and say, hmm, is this a winner? Yes, this is a winner. It's not that difficult. Very easy. Enter the Kano contest. Win free stuff. Fanbros.com. And while you're at fanbros.com, make sure you check out our donate button. It's sitting there right to the right. You it's sound like a commercial. beautiful. <laughs> it's so nice. It glows yellow when you go to the page. Yeah, it, I saw it. It's a really nice button. Thank you, sir. All jokes aside, button. we do need you guys support and help. This time, we need a little bit of financial support. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was be... trying to leave that part of it out. No, I'd say click it's on the true. Button. No, I'm telling y'all what it is. <laughs> Fanbros is here forever. However, we could use some dough. 
we want to expand as much as possible and part of our growth includes getting some more financial assistance we're putting our own money into this from our own pockets and we would appreciate if our listeners even if you donate one dollar or a dollar a month that's that's a big huge deal to us that will help keep the show running that will pay for us to go to places like Comic-Con and turn up. I mean, that's what y'all want, right? Uh, that, I mean, they enjoyed seeing us at Comic-Con. I enjoyed being there, you know. <laughs> I want to go to San Diego Comic-Con. So, you know, I, I, you know, we need some plane tickets, hotel You're going rooms. to a con, aren't you? Oh, yes. Coming awesome up? Con in D.C. Yep. Awesome Con in D.C. Shout y'all out this weekend. All the people down in D.C. right now in the DMV area. Yeah, so look for Ben I mean, Look for his locks. If you spot him, just like where's Waldo? Don't you talk might, to me. Don't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you spot him, you might get a Fan Bros sticker. You got any more stickers? Yes, man? I still have some stickers. All right, you get a fan, exclusive Fan Bros stickers. Only people who go to cons get these stickers. That's right. So and if you run into me on the street, I usually have them on me too. All right. But when you're on fanbros.com, you need to slide on over, hit that donate button, help us out. We're like NPR, you know, it's like every year they have that uh, listenership where they're like calling in, calling, please give us money. You know, this is our one year anniversary. We're going to do a telethon where we all like sit in three three rows. Yeah. Where we picking up the phones. Word. Yeah, yeah that'd <laughs> be know, so like, awesome. They'd be like, like Ernie on one side, then you got Kermit the Frog, and then you got like <laughs> Don Will. Don Will. <laughs> the prodigy from Mob D. Prodigy from Mob D. Juno Diaz. Imagine. Answering foes. Yeah. Hey, y'all, what you want? Them old, Christian Bale. Those old big cream brown phones with the big rotaries on Christopher them. Walken. Oh. With the little light that flashes on it. <laughs> the flashes. The old Drake. school, the old school phones. So please do that before we actually have a telethon. Go to our site, visit, hit the donate button, help us out. We need your support. Thank you to everybody who's already donated. I'm not going to put y'all names on blast or any of that stuff. But thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. What's up, Fan Bros? This is Jamie Rigetti. And when I'm not watching Robinson Crusoe on Mars, I'm listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, Fan Bros. This is Fan Bros Show. The show where the bros are fans. I wish y'all could hear this discussion that we just had during the break. But, you know, no, we're going to leave that alone for now because now it's time for our new segment, the one we've been hyping. We still need your questions for our fan woe segment. But we got a big one tonight, boy. Shout out to the homie Spirit Equality on Twitter. Me and what him up, had up? a discussion that led to this question from him. So, Tatiana, please read Spirit Equality's question. All right. And I have a, I have a follow-up question after this, too. Oh, God. <laughs> from Spirit Equality. Why, in the history of film, has White Guilt Theory not produced another Best Picture Award victory for a black film or slavery-related film other than 12 Years a Slave? Why did White Guilt Theory not result in Best Picture Oscar nomination for Amistad or Glory? After the Rodney King verdict, why was Malcolm X not even nominated for Best Picture, despite critical raves? Why, Ben Amin? (laughs) Were white people not only feeling guilty in 2014, <laughs> but no other award season? How, Ben? I mean, how, Sway? How? <laughs> is that your follow-up question? No, follow-up okay. question is, first, what is white guilt theory? Okay. First or second? I just try to answer that now. Yeah, white let's, guilt- let's establish that first. Okay. Establish what yeah, that I is and then answer the question. Okay, white guilt theory is, I um before I backtrack, white guilt theory is the fact that, you know, 12 Years a Slave got a lot of attention 
because to me at least in my opinion it seemed to be a movie made about slavery that white people could accept you know it's not like it's a harsh film don't get me wrong there are many harsh hard moments to look at but in the end solomon northup returns home everything's pretty much cool you know and there's a quick coda at the end about you know solomon wasn't the only person he was one of the few slaves to escape but it's not really about you know the fact that slavery destroyed the african nation et cetera, et cetera. you know we're set back you know blah 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 40 years of discrimination however else you want to name it it's just you know solomon norfolk mates at home all right everybody's happy <laughs> brad pitt <laughs> helps him get out you know brad pitt produced the movie and brad pitt shows up to save him it's one of those things it's like you know and it doesn't just apply to 12 years of slave there's a lot of movies like that uh Dangerous Minds, that's the one with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. You yeah. see this type of movie made over and over again where a white person comes into the hood, somehow magically saves the you know hood people and makes everybody feel good. Living in it's like the opposite of the spiritual Negro. Yeah, the, the magical Negro. Yeah, the yeah. magical Negro. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like the opposite of a magical Negro. I don't know. I'm sure there's a term coined for this already, but I use white guilt theory for it. Save the Last Dance wouldn't fall in this thing, would it? Oh. She no, hasn't that, saved that, the dance. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> No, but I know what you're saying. You're just saying. Isn't he the magical Negro, though? In that? I think it was. I think that that's was more about magical a, Negro because he teaches her to dance, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he and there was her. a love story too. Yeah, yeah. Wrong, wrong, totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. So based on 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 your uh, now, we all have our newfound understanding of white guilt theory. Yep. Please answer this question about why white guilt theory has not produced another Best Picture award about black films or slavery related films other than Twelve Years a Slave. Well, I feel the white guilt theory uh, has produced other best picture awards, like um, maybe not slavery related, but it gave you Driving Miss Daisy over what uh, Do the Right Thing. I was nominated the same year, right? If I'm correct, I'm not sure if I'm 100 percent correct sounds on this. Right. That sounds about right. Yeah, but Driving Miss Daisy definitely wins because you know it's the film that white people can accept, while Do the Right Thing is the black film that people can't accept because it shows you you know some rough stuff that you're really not ready to deal with all the time. Is that slavery rough? Huh? Is this slavery, slavery rough stuff that you're not ready to rough. deal with? Slavery is very rough, but at the same time, I don't feel like 12 Years a Slave is the roughest movie to watch. Did you want people to see the roughest movie? No, but I don't want people to see a nice beautiful depiction. Like This I, I, was that was that was okay. The cinematography <laughs> and the look of the South is very warm and glowing in 12 Years a Slave. Right, but then you see stuff like like Lupita's role where she gets beat for like 15 minutes in front of everybody. Yeah. Jesus. Naked. I, I refuse yeah. to watch this. Yeah, movie. I, I don't want to watch things like that. I don't want to watch like <laughs> the Passion of Christ where Jesus Christ is getting. Yeah, I didn't like the Passion of Christ. I, I didn't want to see the Passion of Christ. The Passion of Christ made me cry. Yeah, I haven't and seen the Passion cry. of Christ. I did watch Twelve Years a Slave. For nobody. <laughs> I did streets. think. See, this is the thing. Like, uh, Spirit Equality thinks that I'm like just you know because in his first response to me, you know, his Twitter, I probably was like, yo, this movie is trash. You know, that's my quick thing. You but did, I, you did I, say you didn't really care that it won. You didn't think it should have. Uh, I think it should have been nominated. Our field of 10 movies, definitely, it was. Uh, it should have been nominated. There's a lot of movies, so why not nominate it? Was it, it a was, good movie overall? Yes, it is a good movie, and there are moments in it where I'm like, oh, that's some real, like, like there's a scene where Solomon walks by a group of other slaves, and they're hung by these white dudes, and it's just one of them, like, it's one of them things where you, you feel it then because you're like, mm -hmm. there's nothing he can do. These are his brothers. They all look at him. Everyone knows what's about to go down, and the white people are like, keep on walking, and he keeps on walking, and then they hang him right as he walks by. So, you know, there are moments in it where you really feel the, you know, pain of slavery, but at the same time, I just felt like it was the movie about slavery that got made because, you know, it had this story that works for everyone, and it doesn't really, like, that was my other argument, like we said on the show, is that, 
It doesn't show you his family. It doesn't show you the pain of what happens to him being gone other than from his side of the story. And then when he comes home, it's like, hey, I'm home. Sorry I was drawing all these years, but whoop, movie's over, you know? <laughs> and so it doesn't show you, like, the destruction of the black family. It doesn't show you a lot of things. And after I talked about this movie, um, Flickarachi put me on to a film, Goodbye, Uncle Tom, mm. which is like a mockumentary documentary done in the 1960s, 70s by some Italian artists. It's one of the toughest things you'll ever see. Really? The, the first the first 20 gotta, minutes of it had me, like, I could not watch it. It is, you want to talk about the reality of slavery, it's like hearing Raz Taz's Nature of the Threat put to film. It is a ridiculous sight. And what makes it so real is that all the speech in it, all the dialogue, is from written accounts at a time. So it's like people who's, these are their actual words. Like, people are sitting there like, this is how we broke the slaves down. We beat them like this. We fed them this. Oh, they didn't want to eat? We tied their mouth open and shoved the gruel down their throat. And then they show these things. So it is a disturbing movie. But that is like, you know, I don't need slavery to have this. I mean, I understand. And that's what everyone says. Well, that's what's in the book. That's what's in the book. You know, that's what's in the book. And I'm like, that that works to a point, but book adaptions are just that, adaptions. You know, there can be, yeah. you can give me a little bit more of it. You don't have to give me exactly what's in the book. And as yeah. a film, if you're going to show slavery, then show me, either go all the way in, you know, don't give me this sight, uh, kind of all the way in, but that's how I felt it was. And I'm sorry, it's like. You feel I, like they could have done more? Yes. Oh, because that's that is that is the least amount of what slavery did in that film. You know, the very least. Oh, you wanted to, you wanted it to be. I wrong. wanted to be the Passion of the Christ. If oh, you're going wow, okay. if you're going to do slavery, see, do it. In my mind, that's what it was, and that's why I've stayed it's away not, from it for so long. It's not. It's compa- not. That's comparing harsh. it to like something okay. like Goodbye well, Uncle Tom. And maybe oh. this is different from every person from different perspectives. For my perspective, maybe because I have that back when where I've seen many movies like this, and I've seen the hardcore stuff mm-hmm. where it's kind of like really. Um, soul wrenching for me. This wasn't like a Passion of the Christ of okay. slavery. It yeah, wasn't. No. I think I could watch it then. Yeah, you could definitely watch it. And, and that's <laughs> no, not like like because even like even Django, which was you know I like mean, a Django was hard. Django, but, but you gotta also remember, you probably came at it from the fact that it's a Tarantino movie, and Tarantino movies is crazy, violent, gore, all that. So you knew, right? But it was like just the scenes, like like the, the but it's also the cartoonish. In, yeah, exactly. But the scene in Django were like the um. The Mandingo fights, and then like the thing where the dog was tearing yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like just just seeing stuff like that and knowing like okay, stuff like this happened. Like I I'm really sensitive right. to that. So yeah. I, I just I stayed away from Twelve Years of Slave because I just knew that I couldn't handle some. It's, it's obviously a, a more real, it's way more realistic obviously right. than, than Django. And that's but, what I mean. Like, but <laughs> I, it's not to, for me on a level of a passion Christ okay. in terms of like really effing you up where you leave the where you leave the theater like. Oh my God! What did I just witness? Yeah. I, I've seen Roots a million times. Maybe stuff like that. I've seen Queen. I've seen all these other things like that where it's just like I, I I've, I've, through the film, lived that horror. Yep. And so I have a, a heightened awareness of that. So when I came into, as he said, when I came into something like Twelve Years, I was like, okay, this is serious, but it's not like. No, 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 definitely not. And did it's you like, like it? A, did you? Would you watch it again? Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was in front of me. I watch it. Like, I think it was good. I, you know, do I think it was the best movie about Savior ever? No. Yeah. Do I think it was the most encompassing? No. Do I think it was still a good film? And was I happy that it won? Absolutely. Yeah, I. That's see, that's my thing. I don't think I'd watch it again, and only because like it at the points where it was harsh, it's very harsh. But for the rest of it, I just wasn't like entertained or enlightened or anything where I'd really feel like the need to see it more than once. Right. And that's my thing. I thought it was a good, 
maybe even great film, and I apologize for being on Twitter and using Twitter talking to me like, nah, it's trash, you know, but by that point... Yeah, but by that point, Spirit Equality, I was really just sick of the discussion, you know, because I feel like it didn't warrant that great of a discussion. Like, and for the, you know, there was a lot of other movies this year, and Bill Maher even said it. He's like, yo, if your film doesn't have slavery or AIDS in the title, you ain't got much chance this year because, you know, Dallas... Damn. Yeah, and people got mad at Bill Maher for saying that, but that's kind of the reality. The people are going to vote towards the sympathy films. The it's, cause. It's just like what, like, um, dude said in, uh... Tropic Thunder, like you, you go full, re- you never go full <laughs> retard. Oh my god! But if you, if you want an obscure reference, but if you want to go retard, you're gonna win a movie. You know that's how it works. That's how the Academy votes. They vote towards these things like that. You know, if you like, you know, like when Tom hates those Philadelphia, you know damn well the Knoxes tip over him. You know because it's like that's that big movie. But certain certain movies are made as Oscar bait. Bait and. Yeah. Like you look at it, you're like, "Yep, this is for to to win an award. Yeah. This is the obvious reason." And Twelve Years, I won't say is an Oscar bait movie because I'm gonna get attacked again. But it was a movie that when you see I don't it, think it was Oscar bait. when all when everything's lined up and you see, you know, Brad Pitt produced, you know, da, 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 it it checks those books. But my thing too. is, you it, can't get on Brad Pitt for saying that for, for Brad Pitt being the hero, quote unquote, the film. I mean, he did produce it, so he of course he's gonna make himself the hero. That's my point, though, and that's my point. And Brad Pitt is like the living. I mean, no shots. I love Brad Pitt. He does a lot like he's one of the people as a you know celebrity that does a lot with their celebrity of good things yeah but you know brad got that guilt i don't know if it's guilt, brad whatever. got black babies he <laughs> feeds I mean, the streets yeah, yeah he you know he feeds babies. the streets <laughs> <laughs> and i love brad love him as an actor love him as a producer makes great films all that stuff and if i'm saying i'm not saying that 12 years a slave is this terrible ass movie that did not deserve it but I am saying that it got a lot of attention and perhaps well, a bit of Is that what bothers awards. you, the attention that it got? Huh? It, that's what bothers you, the attention that it got? No. I, like, if it didn't win an Oscar, it would have been would would have, have been fine that he made it? No, 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 no. I was already, I didn't care when it won an Oscar. I didn't want to see it already because I felt like it was that movie that I thought it would turn out to be. And when I watched it, mm-hmm. it was that movie that I thought it would turn out to be. Like, yeah. it was a good little movie that, you know, showed slavery and stuff, but it was nicely wrapped up with a bow, tight, you know, cute. And I mean, not cute, but like, you know. <laughs> no, you mean cute. I know yeah, what you, you know, you're saying. It was I mean, neat. Yeah, neat. And it was resolved. And resolved. And everybody can go home feeling, you know, at least, if not happy about slavery, at least like, oh, well, look, that one Negro <laughs> made it. You know, one of those things. I mean, it had people, it, I mean, it made people have the conversation, which is matters. Definitely. That is true. And, you know, It would have been a lot worse them. if there's no slavery, if there's no movies about slavery, so. Yeah, it's one of those things because no, I'd like yes. to see. I'd like to see more. I mean, movies. that's American history. That's not Black history. That's American yeah. history. Thank so you. it needs Thank to be. You. It needs to be shown. But I also feel like we don't get enough movies where we're like shining and doing well, you know, and look at Black people making it instead of like, oh, remember Negroes? You were slaves too, you know. <laughs> like we don't get we don't get the King movies. That's you know? another fan woes question though. Damn sure is so. Thank the you, answer Spirit. Is, yeah. There is no answer. <laughs> no, no. The answer is. Um, because it's, I don't know, you gotta go. It's not. It's not award bait. Like you gotta go full. What you say? I don't. Full I'm, not, I'm not gonna repeat yeah. that. <laughs> full mentally challenged. Yeah. Full <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Spirit Equality, for writing in. Anyone else have a question for the Fan Bros? Hit us at Fan Woes. Hit us on Twitter at Fan Bros Show. And you know, give us your questions. We always need more questions. Fan Woes. And we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> With more Fan Bros Show. Ben, shout out to the Fan Bros. Word up. Wor- worldwide. Yes. And I'll tell you one thing. Every week, fanbros.com, there's tons of content up there. 
tons. I love it. I love it. So much. This is your man, Premium Pete. And I, listen, when I have the time, I always take the time to listen to Fan Bros on fanbros.com. As you should, too. And welcome back, Internets. This is Fan Bros Show with your boy, DJ Ben. I mean, always reintroducing myself. And right about now, it's time for our news segment of the week. All the news and geek and week or week and geek, however you want to say it. And right now, we're going to start off with my favorite or second favorite segment out of this whole thing. Tech Talk with Tatiana. And it's my turn with the tech news. This is not really tech news. <laughs> you sound like you're about to start rhyming. And it's my turn. You know, I, get down. <laughs> I noticed that I, tr- I want to rhyme so bad. Like, Bars. really. I want to have bars so bad. I'll, I'll write you a verse. It, Let's go. Would you? I yep. got to I gotta learn how to deliver it well. we'll, we'll you people, I ghostwrite it up. Yep. Migos right. flow. <laughs> Words for everyone. This is the technos, and now we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> The first up is not really tech news, but it kind of is. Um, lyricist and producer Consequence actually sampled a theme song from the WWE. The Wyatt Family's Follow the Buzzers theme song was actually sampled. He made that into a hip-hop song. He actually rapped about uh, each member of the family. And it's pretty, if you are into wrestling right now, you know who the Wyatt Family is. There's, um, Bray Wyatt, particularly the leader of the family, is one of the biggest out right now, the aren't, biggest Aren't wrestler. they like a... Um Duck Dynasty ripoff now? Didn't they like mold their storyline around that kind of? No, I mean, the most about Duck Dynasty is that they look like them. Maybe that's it. Okay. They got beards and yeah. that's about it. But no, they're like backwoods, like voodoo. Um, like they're like. They're Haitian? No, no, they're all white. They're white guys, but they have like this voodoo kind of weird background where everything's really freaky and where it's like they come straight out of a horror story almost. okay okay um but but it's a it's actually pretty cool it's very short but it is really good and maybe consequence will make it longer um you can find it on soundcloud we'll definitely put it up on fanbroshow.com you can take a listen there uh also in tech news amazon amazon.com the company that sells everything is going to put out a smartphone and that's mm. kind of interesting. They're going to put out um, a 4.7-inch screen Android smartphone. Um, it's going to be Amazon proprietary, meaning like like the Amazon Kindle, how it's its own store, it's its own apps and stuff like that. Um, the one big thing they're saying about it is that it's going to have a glasses-free 3D user interface, meaning when you use the phone, everything's going to be, well, not everything, but certain elements are going to look 3D without you having to have 3D glasses on. What? I don't know how I feel about this. Right. So what, the way they're going to work is going to have it's going to have four cameras on the front, and those cameras are going to track your the head movements. So every time you tilt the phone, you'll be able to see it in different dimensions almost. Mm. It's I, I don't understand the reason for it. Like, it sounds kind of gimmicky to me. But that's what they're trying to go for. Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be buying one of those. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it sounds like it's already sold too that's right now. Um, yeah. I also, I mean, this is obviously late news since it'll be done by over, but I just wanted to talk about this real quick. Google Glass sold uh, glasses today. Yeah, I was going to mention it because today was the first and last day. Yeah. <laughs> They're only selling Google Glass for, they open it up for the general public for one day. Today yep. is April 15th. Mm-hmm. And um, they're selling it for their full price. I don't even want to say retail price, but their Oof. full price of $1,500. Yeah, I went to the site, like, all Plus hyped. tax. Yeah, I went I went to the site all hyped. Like, word, let me see how much this runs. No, it's $1,500. No, I it's know. It's always no, been yeah, I, I had no idea. I never knew that that's what they were selling right. them for. And it's just like, word, like, this joint is going to be worth, like, 
two years from now, you know, yeah, fifty bucks. Fifty bucks, right? Yeah. It's like Bluetooth for your eyes. Yeah, pretty much. And worse. I've never heard it put <laughs> that way, but I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. yeah, I'll accept that. Um, it's only it was only available in for the U.S. So if that you, seems uncomfortable, though. I don't I don't get the the gimmick of that either. Yeah, um, if you are outside the U.S., you did not even have a chance to get it. But you can sign up and find out when they're gonna drop it, which will probably never. How did it do sales wise? Um, we don't know. Today okay. is because it started like Uh-oh. it started at nine a.m. like uh Pacific time, I believe, and yep. it's gonna it's just all day today, so twelve a.m. And or eleven fifty nine, and then we'll find out if anybody actually went out and bought this. Well, people have been texting me about buying them. I'm not spending so, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that was the other like I want to get some Google Glass. When they were first doing the program to be an explorer, what they call Google Explorers, the first people who have it, they it was free. Well, was it free for you? No, it wasn't. You still had to pay fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if you are if you are like you know Bill Gates, then you probably got it for free. But guru, I guru got a pair. I wonder guru, if you're a guru, yeah, you got want, it. For I remember reading about 15. people getting targeted for that. Like they were people trying to target, juke people. There, for there was actually most recently there was. Uh, I'm not sure if he works for Google or he works for a publication, a tech publication. But he actually got his joint stolen off his face. Yeah. Because there's some unrest going on in the Bay in, in the San Francisco Bay Area right now concerning Google and uh, people. Wasn't, uh, yeah, ain't messing with Google. Feeling it. So <laughs> mm. yeah. All right. Well, that's it for tech news. Yes, sir. All right. Well, now it's time for my favorite segment of the week. Comics I copped, and uh, once again, I really didn't cop too much this week. I did pick up the um, East of West second trade though, and yeah, I've I've been up Jonathan Hickman a lot on this you know segment. I talk about him a lot. I loved his Avengers run. I've been loving it. I've been loving East of West, and uh, lately, I don't know, man. I, I I'm having a hard time recommending him like I once did. His his writing, it seems like he has these long ass stories that never finish, and that don't go anywhere? I mean, they go places, but I'm not, like, more so, I mean, the, the second East to West trade even was like, mm, and I know Girl Gone Geek loves it. Yeah. But maybe I need to reread it, because the first read-through <laughs> was just like, nah, I didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about this dude. And Avengers, I've been loving, but it's been going on so long that I'm just like, man. Um, <laughs> But in, in other real big comics news this week, the Eisner Award nominees were announced. For those who don't know, the Eisner Awards are like, the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever of the comics world. And uh, some of the nominees, best writer is Kelly Sue DeConnick for Pretty Deadly, a great book I've read a couple issues of. Haven't read her Captain Marvel. Matt Fraction for Sex Criminals, Hawkeye, and Fantastic Four, and FF. You talked about Sex Criminals before. Definitely, and Hawkeye. And I see him winning because both of those books are amazing. Uh, Jonathan Hitman just mentioned for East of West, Manhattan Projects, which I love. Avengers, which I'm kind of souring on. Uh, <laughs> Scott Snyder for Batman, which is a great book. American Vampire, another great book. Eric Stevenson for Nowhere Men, which I haven't really... I picked up a couple issues, but I hear is really good. And Brian K. Vaughn for Saga, which is saga, which is amazing. So I would... Uh, I don't know. That's to be a tough one right there, because those are all some great books I'm a little biased right towards Hawkeye. To yeah, Matt that's Jackson. what I'm saying. And uh, But you see Hawkeye is up for best single issue. With uh number eleven, pizza is my business. Is that the that's the dog issue. Yeah, that was a good one. Man, like reading this list for best single issue, I I'm I I'm gonna have to pick up the rest of these books or find them just because I can't imagine anything being as good as that Hawkeye issue. Like that's how damn good that issue was. That is like one of the best issues I've read I in agree. years. Yeah, probably ever. And I've been reading comics like since I was a little kid, and that one is just. Look like they're in like every category, Danny. Yeah, Hawkeye is, is a great book. That's like, right. yeah. you wouldn't expect it from that kind of like. Series. 
No. Be- not, I don't want to say B-list characters. Yeah, Hawkeye's but- B-list. Okay, yeah, B-list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawkeye's yeah. definitely B-list. But it's really B-list, good. Yeah. yeah. I know, and it is just easily one of the best books out. Yeah, as you see, it's also nominated for Best Continuing Series, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Saga, once again. And Sex Criminals, like, I think Sex Criminals is more the hype, because I like it, but I don't know about Best Continuing Series so far or any of that, like, but it's definitely getting on by that hype. So, like I said, you know, the Eisner Award nominees were announced. Check it out so you, you know who you want to win. Let us know on fanbros.com. Hit me on Twitter if you feel like anybody got left off this list or got jerked. And um, Turtles, Ninja Turtles got left off. Like, <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> shit. I was also mad about Invincible, mainly for the artists. I don't feel like Ryan Otley's ever been nominated, and I think dude is just one of the like young greats. Like That dude is amazing, and he gets better and better, and I really feel like Ryan does not get the credit he deserves. So, you know, that's it for Comics I Cop this week. Um, and some film news. We got some film news coming up. Uh, there's a new, uh, also a little bit of comics news. There's a new animated Son of Batman movie featuring Damian Wayne coming out. Uh, Damian was written by Grant Morrison or created by Grant Morrison in Batman in the comics. Nice. Yeah, great character. Batman has a son with um, Talia al Ghul, and Damian is the product of that. So they got a new animated movie. I ain't got to watch the trailer yet, but it looks pretty good from what I hear. And there's also a um, help me out, Kimsonian Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim has a new short. It's on YouTube. Bruce you can Tim watch the it. God. Let's the, get that yeah, yeah, focus. yeah. Let's say it right. Get that new yeah, Bruce Tim the God, the creator of Batman the animated series. Yes, one of the best animated series ever. Say ever. it again. One of the best ever. animated series ever has returned to the Batman world and done a new short. You can watch it on YouTube. You need to. End of story. Mm-hmm. What else we got in film news this week, Tatiana? Uh, Paul Walker's brother is actually helping to finish his scenes for Fast, uh, Fast and Furious. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So... While obviously, you know, Paul Walker died recently, he died um, in the middle of shooting the seventh installment of the Fast and Furious series. Uh, And according to the official Facebook page, um, the director said that they're not going to kill off Paul Walker's character. They're going to retire his Uh, character. So I guess he's just going to be like, yo, I'm done with y'all. Whatever that means. So Paul Walker's brothers, (laughs) (laughs) Paul Walker's brothers, Caleb and Cody, are actually going to um, film um, small gaps in the production where I guess they need a lookalike. The back of their heads or something like that. I I haven't seen them personally. I don't know what they look like. But I I would think as brothers, you probably have some type of resemblance. So they're going to um, fill in some of the small gaps in the production uh, and, you know, allow the character of Brian O'Connor to live on. So in part, so in episode, well, part eight or whatever it's called, when Vince Diesel, is it Vin Diesel? Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Needs to save the world. Paul Walker's just going to stay home. Yeah. Or Brian O'Connor's going to just stay home. Pretty much. He's married now in the, right, in the movies, like his character. Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's married So he's probably kids. like, yo, I'm trying to be with my kids. Yeah, you know, know I'm, I'm done with this, yo, you know. Uh, Fast and Furious 7 is actually going to be released April 10th, 2015. Nice. And I can't lie, since 5, I've been a huge fan of those movies. So, you know, I hope Are you they, serious? Yeah, you know, I liked them from the beginning. Never got into them. I didn't get into them in the beginning, but after 5, I mean, I've watched them, you know, cable. Five. 5 was, uh... 
the fact that you don't even know I mean, what it was I about mean, is why it's pregnant, too many. They have the same plot. Yeah, I mean, but that's five is, No, see, five <laughs> is the first one. Where, five yeah. is the one where they it's took the um Ocean's Eleven, where they started it, being like Ocean's right. Eleven. And it's had the this, same plot. They just add one person to each movie. I mean, or it's, add a joy, two. it's like a, what? It's like a blow up Michael Bay type movie. With, yeah. 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 It's the same thing. I was I was fans in the beginning, and they went overboard. That's what I love. Five is when they first had the Ocean's Eleven type plot where they are. Um, is that when they was in Brazil? Well, yeah, when they robbed a bank oh, okay. and yeah, all that. that. Yeah, that, that was, was that was that's when they took over. And then uh, six is just like utterly ridiculous in every way and I love it. I just like Ludacris' <laughs> theme song. Too fast. <laughs> Too fast. <laughs> I like that a lot. I just like uh, oh, Vin Diesel saying, this is Brazil. Um, <laughs> in other news for people having bad accents, Channing Tatum is in talks for five. No. No. <laughs> this can't happen. Wait, 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 wait. No. My segue. Give it a, give it a, give it a minute. Uh, Channing Tatum is in talks for Fox to play Gambit in the next X-Men movie. No, fan bros. Get on, get, talk to your local councilman <laughs> and ask them not to do this. Call your local Gambit is a national treasure. This cannot happen. Get those petitions out. That's the thing. I, I, I'm a little bit older. So, like, when Gambit was introduced in the comic books, it, he, it was the 90s and it, everything was ridiculous. Yeah. So, it's like. I don't actually mind the news. I don't, I don't hold Gambit in this esteem that everyone Me neither. does. I mean, like, he's, he's, a, he's, he's one of my favorites, Cajun. but I don't hold him like. Yeah, but Tony Tatum to me is like. The dancer guy, he's the guy from This Step is the End up, now. Then, yeah. Channing Tate Yum now. So but Channing said Channing. Remember that? And This is the End? Channing, where he what? was like, um, <laughs> you guys didn't see that movie? Yeah, I love This is the End. I didn't see that. Oh, This is the End. Yeah, that shit was funny. Yeah. But um, but Channing said, he said uh, to uh, to reporters when they when they were asking about this, he said, well, you know, I do have Southern background. My father's from Louisiana. <laughs> Shut up. My father's from Louisiana. He goes, I'm from, he named like four different Southern states, like Mississippi and Georgia and some other places and he says so i got the southern flavor basically oh god <laughs> um, he said he could pull it off he's really excited and and like we said he's just in talks to play again but he hasn't been chosen so well you know, Gambit calm needs down. to be acrobatic he, but he but that's the thing while i don't think it's just a, a big deal like i'm like, all right whatever i will say that from my perspective my childhood understanding of what gambit is based on the fox 90s cartoons Gambit has to be damn acrobatic. He can't be like this big hulking dude. He's got to be like along the lines of Black Panther where you're kind of slender, but you still fit. I mean, he has to have a slick mouth. He, has he to gotta be, have you know, a slick mouth. Be, he has to be very like you know witty or whatever. Go with the, the ladies right. at the line. But sounds smooth. like but sounds like but Magic smooth. Mike to me. Channing like Tatum. Yeah, what but he Channing said. Tatum is like a bad actor. He just can't. He's not that. <laughs> I've, I, in all the movies that I've seen, he's Did not like, like uh, that charismatic or whatever. Um, he yeah, I liked it. It was cool. Yeah. But. but he's very good in com in a comedic role. He's very good because yeah. he knows how to toe that line. Between being very serious and, and maybe you mm. could call that bad acting, but he's very good at towing the line between being trying to be serious or play serious, but making a joke out of it. And Gambit does that a lot when you think about it. Gambit's like, oh, this is a serious situation that he busts a joke. Like, yeah. it might happen, it might work. I don't, I'm not mad about it. Let me say that. I'm not mad about it. If they come up with somebody better, great. All right. Well, that's it for film news for this week. Uh, but in some other TV news that might work, man, my segues are so sick this week. <laughs> um, Not when you announce them. <laughs> I, I got I got to point them out to people. You know what I mean? That's how sick they are. I got to make sure they know. Right Yo, you heard that? Fresh. Um, <laughs> Scalped, one of my favorite comic books of all time, is coming to TV. But unfortunately, it's not coming to HBO or any of that sort of nature. It's coming to the WGN Network. Wigan? What's a Wigan? I don't know. Like, when I read the news, they said it's like the network that used to show you the weather. 
But now they're going into, you know. That's I, on cable? Yeah, I guess so. Who's, wait, what? Yeah. It's not like a Mormon channel. That's not the Mormon channel. I don't know. I, no, that's the channel where they show the flaming log like 24 hours a day. <laughs> no, that's the Hallmark channel. That's the Hallmark channel. That's the Hallmark channel. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what, yeah. WGN. Don't they show like praise him? Like, G, like don't they show like church stuff on that channel? Somebody Luke has a GGN, out. but that's not the same thing. No, <laughs> they're not the same thing at all. I don't know what the WGN is, is exactly, but Stout is one of my favorite comic books ever. It's a 60-issue series. Mm. It's not about superheroes. It takes place on an Indian reservation. It features mainly a Native American cast. There's like... Oh, cool. No, there, there's not even a... um. It's not even to- there's no perspective from a white person like all the main characters <laughs> no white are guilt st- theory yeah none of that you know I mean and it's written by a white dude but he said that he never wanted to show you this story from like you know the white guy so you have somebody's white eyes to look through he's like I want this story to be told through the Native Americans on the reservation that's dope I like uh, that it's one of the dopest books ever that the I've channel read. sounds kind of suspect yeah what yeah. else is on the channel do you know no they've announced their first drama series that will be premiering like this summer I think just like their first hour long drama is this a Canadian channel nah that we get? like I said from they said they used to do weather but I don't know now they're doing you know shows so we'll see <laughs> the weather yeah. global nation I'm channel. hoping for the best but Preparing for the worst, but Scalped is coming to TV, so that is good news. Oh, uh, um, man. Other better TV channel news, we also had our special delivery this week that we have every week where we talked about Game of Thrones. But since this was such an extra big week, you know, such big news, if you haven't listened to the special delivery yet, massive spoilers coming up. And if you're still waiting to watch the last week's Game of Thrones, then you're just slow. <laughs> um, anyway. Like, you see how better means warned y'all first. Yeah, before yep. I diss He's getting better. Yep. But yeah, Joffrey's dead. Deader than dead. Dead, <laughs> dead, dead. <laughs> Went out like a bitch. <laughs> Air horns, all that. Damn. I couldn't wait for this. He went out like a bitch. Yo, <laughs> he snitched right before his last breath. <laughs> he did. He definitely did snitch. He right snitched. Yes. How you snitch right before you die? I mean, when you know, when you're born that way, that's how you do all. And it wasn't. Even, it was a false snitch at that. Yeah. <laughs> he like well, like you liar. Just dry snitching. I, I want to take him out to it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you coming with me? Uh, but that was the question. You know, we asked the um, Fan Bros audience out there, who do y'all think, you know, murdered Joffrey? Who and shot JR? And there yeah. are clues there, you guys. There, there are, are a lot of clues. So, um, so, 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 set it up first. That he, he was at his wedding, right? He was at his wedding. His The, the cake was cut. He was uh, taunting his uh, Uncle Tyrion about, As usual. about bringing him more wine, bartender bring more wine. And then, um, <laughs> you know, and... He keels over after having some cake and some wine. Right. Keels over, points at Tyrion, blaming him for his demise, and then croaks. And, of course, the and internet- And Cersei says, you did it! Yeah, you know. <laughs> she just seemed son. that upset at first. She didn't even see- she was confused at first. She, yeah. like, but then she, she like, quickly did say, I'm the queen. You know, she got right, that in. Right. She, that's, so I, got, yeah. I got my, I got my. You know, she got her priorities straight. So there's been a lot of speculation about who's the killer, you know, who it is, but- we're going to ask the fan bros in the room right now, you know, other than um, Arginus, because he's already read the books. <laughs> we don't trust him. And we don't want no spoilers. So, Don Will, who do you think? Well, I'm, I've am i said this before. I'm bad with names, yep. especially on this show. But uh, Little Dude's Wife. Sansa. 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 Yeah, Tyrion. Why? I don't. I, I mean, I she does like hate him. 
She hates him. I mean, clearly, she hates him. Yeah, he, but like, everyone hates Joffrey. He taunted her. He said, he, like, he didn't he say something like, "I was, I'm gonna he serve you your though. mother and father's head at the." Oh way yeah, I mean, he like, says mad crazy he, shit every. Yeah, like yeah. there was one scene where she just like blacked out a little bit, like watching the reenactment. She just kind of went black. That was that scene. She actually did that in that last episode, in, the, in this episode. Yeah, scene. and that she, was that's what I'm saying. She flashback like. like and I feel like I feel like during that cup pass off sequence where she gave him back the cup and then he uh Tyrion Tyrion whatever gave Tyrion. The, Tyrion. Tyrion gave the cup back to um Joffrey or little mm. lion I think it could have I think it could have went down she could have like slipped some you know All right give him a roofie or something right <laughs> Give him a little roofie Tatiana Cuz I don't really well, well, go ahead I feel like if you choke all that blood and stuff don't happen that's like some poison. That's oh, not no, that like, was definitely poison. That yeah, was that's not, not choking. Like, no, no. Yeah. No, he was poisoned. There was no, yeah, that was not choking. He spit out some bile. There was some, you know, there was definitely poison coming out of his mouth. And all that turning purple. Got it. Yeah. I I mean, like, too. At first I thought he yeah. was choking because, well, I'll get into it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, cause I w- what I was, I'll let you, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Yeah. At first I thought he was choking because they, before he took a bite, they did pan back to the cake, to the pie. And when you notice, when he opened the pie, doves flew out. Of course, some doves are going to get got in the yep. process. Yep. And there you were a couple of dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Salmonella gives you that reaction that fast. <laughs> but there were a couple of dead, dead doves in the thing, in, in the pie. So I first I thought, okay, maybe he's choking on a wing or some shit. But <laughs> that, that wasn't the case. Okay, whatever. Uh, as far as... I, I think it could be several things. Obviously, it could be the wine because he was he drank he drank quite a lot of it, mm-hmm. but so did everyone else. Uh, but I don't think any everyone else drank out of the same flask as he did, like at the out of the same pitcher. Goblet, the goblet, and uh, but not just the goblet, but the pitcher that it was pouring from. Um, it could be that. It could be the pie itself, particularly. And people say, well, everybody ate the pie. Well, when you think about it, the married couple always gets the first piece, and the first piece is usually designated and put off to the side. Maybe that was him. As far as who did it. I, that would be interesting if Sansa did it, but I don't think she's bad enough. Like as much Bowdy. as she hates it, uh, hates him and just hates the situation. And so she just, maybe she did have a, like a, a, a lifetime, you know, flash moment where she was like, I'm just going to kill every Snap, kill like snap on lifetime. Right. Yeah. Maybe, but I, I, I have <laughs> my doubts. Enough. I have my doubts. I think, I think it would possibly with Cersei. Uh, yeah, that's her son. And yeah, she's gonna react to all that stuff. But Cersei is mad cunning. Yeah, she has an issue with with um the new queen with uh Marjorie. Marjorie. Mm. So I I think she she would go that far. Honestly, I think she would kill her own son because he's still a bastard at the end of the day. Like yep. she, she, I think she may go that far. And then the other more obvious or probably less likely was that it was the Tyrells themselves, Marjorie yes. and her grandmother. And them when you notice when when um. Margie went to get the cup for him or, or the plate of food. I forgot what it was, but they panned to Marjorie's grandmother. Mm-hmm. And Margie's grandmother had kind of a suspect look on her yep. face. So, yep. but to me, that's too obvious. I think they that was a red herring. Okay. Now, the theory that I saw most thrown out there on the internet that it is the grandmother, and here's the, the clues that pointed to it, was one, the looks that she continued mm-hmm. to give. At one point, she goes over to Sansa, right? All right, now here's the, this is the most convoluted theory I've heard, but it's ill. <laughs> Okay, the fact that a uh, dude who spirited Sansa away gave her this necklace in the episode before. Dantos. Yep. Gives her the necklace. And then the rest of, and then the grandmother says, buy up the rest of the necklaces in town. Right. So, you know, that way this necklace goes to her. All right. Then at one point, the grandmother's over by Sansa. 
And now this is eagle-eyed people on the internet. I didn't notice this at all, but they say that there's like one less stone on Sansa's necklace after the grandmother comes by. And they're saying that this stone is what's dropped into the cup and what is the poison is contained in it. And that's why she gave her the net. That's why she made sure that the net was dropped to her. And that's why, whoop, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Also, she makes the best line that if she is the killer, it's the best. It's the best foreshadowing because she says, you know, I'm so sorry what happened to your brother. What type of monster kills a man at his own wedding? When right. she was yeah. speaking to Sansa. Damn. And, and, and that makes total sense to me. It's actually less convoluted than you yeah. think. But is it also too obvious? It's too shit. obvious, but that would be the illest line it because be I'm illest. that type of monster that kills somebody <laughs> at their own wedding. And Marjorie's grandmother, I mean, the Tyrells came in setting this shit up from the beginning. Like, yep. they want, they set up the wedding, you know, they set up for them to meet, they set up for them to get married, and so they could possibly usurp the throne and yep. basically bring the Tyrells up into that world. Mm-hmm. So, game of Thrones just got gamey. I mean, this is the Game of Thrones, so people play games. So, yep. you know, oh, and oh, the other the other, um, the other, other theory was that the doves themselves Are had poison. like, were poisoned, yeah. or at least the, they knew the one that um, Joffrey hit um, that poison seeped into so the their... the New York City pigeons. Yeah, New York City pigeons. <laughs> that, that poison seeped into their pie and, and he died, but uh, yeah. Lots of theories. Definitely, I have to say that was the most shocking thing. As a re- as someone who doesn't read the books at all, you know, I had no clue. I mean, somebody kind of tried to spoil this one for me because they were like, "Yo, you know how he feels about weddings, so something's <laughs> gonna happen at this one too." I was like, "Thanks, bro." You know, and no once again, country for weddings and festivals. To all the None. listeners out there, to all my fans on Fan Bros Show, to all the Fan Bros, please, if you've read the books. Don't tweet me about it. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> don't comment don't on our hint. SoundCloud with yeah. the answer. Don't give me a hint. Don't give me Come a little on, foreshadowing. Fanboy. I don't want anything. You know, I just want to watch this show and not, you know, know what's going to happen next. Because I wish I'd videotape myself because I was sitting there in my apartment screaming and yelling when Joffrey bought it. So here's the, here's the other question. So Were you more, and, and, and this is two different types of shocked. Were you more shocked that Joffrey died or more shocked at the Red Wedding? Um, no, Red Wedding. Was red, red Wedding. wedding much red more wedding. shocking. I, Joffrey, Both. I knew was coming. I just didn't expect it so soon. Like that's what, a lot of people are like, "Yo, finally!" Yeah. And I'm like, "Like I'm a." I, I said, "Finally!" I thought it's been a long ass time. I, think, I thought see, it was I too feel, long. I didn't feel like. Wait, I, I don't know. That, I like, I'm, I'm one of those people who don't hate Joffrey like everyone else does. What you know? Nah, man. Oh, I, don't. I, hate I kinda that. hate that. Asshole, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even like the actor for just for the just for yeah, him playing Joffrey. Like I saw a picture of him like at a random bar, like like Game of Thrones actors outside. Yeah. Of the they said people throw like, stuff at him. him in real life. Like people don't like him in real life. That's because so of the crazy character. to me. I could I mean, that, that means he's good at his job. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he's great at being you know an evil bastard, and he's done some <laughs> evil stuff. But to me, pretty much everyone in this world does evil stuff. Like people keep defending the Starks and like, oh, they're so honorable. And I'm like, the Starks are a little bit more honorable than everybody else. And, they, you know, they're, they're more northern. They keep to themselves. They're just country people. They don't want any of this. But the Lannisters are a family oh, that trouble. this is for, like, hundreds of years. This is how they get down, you know? Yeah. So it's like Joffrey's born into this, and he's born into incest. So it's like, and then he's the he's boy king. He's the world. Yeah, Wait, he so, is the product of incest. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, you know, and he's, and he's given thrust upon the throne way before he's ever ready. So it's not like cold world yeah I, I don't really here, hate though. him for being what he was made to be I don't, care, I don't care what kind of logic you bring to the table I hate that little I get him right. up out the paint yes well, well, he's, he's up out the paint permanently that's you know <laughs> ain't gotta worry about little it. face yeah. I don't have to watch that See, no I, never, I never hated on that man <laughs> he had to go yeah. he had to go <laughs> I was like yes I'll say it R.I.P. Joffrey no 
no, 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 Okay, man, like a bitch, you're going to go die. You're going to die like a bitch. Jesus. <laughs> Yo, I just don't like this, dude. I oh, hate him. Oh, man. All right. He and was the- worse in the book. I'm just... <laughs> nah, <he has> to <laughs> <go>. <laughs> well, well, the, the actor that plays him, kudos to you for playing a exactly. damn good role. Yeah, yeah, he most definitely. Because I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back to finish up this episode of Fan Bros. Hey, this is Jamila from Girl Gone Geek Blog and Straight Out of Gotham. And when I'm not blogging and geeking out, I'm listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, fan bros. I hope you've been enjoying this one-year anniversary plus one episode. But it's time to wrap it up and finish this off as only we can. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody who's been contributing to fanbros.com over the first year. You know, you know, fanbros.com hasn't even had its one-year anniversary yet, but it's coming up soon. So shout-out to all of our contributors. LYC, Bowman L, Maya, Andre Canty, Aziz Sani, <laughs> Jovan Miles, David Berger, Babe McNeil, who has a dope book out. Y'all need to check it out when you get a chance. He got two books, actually. Uh, both of them about his adventures in Japan. And he went back uh, like last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Brooklyn. I was supposed to catch up with him. We kept missing each other, man. But shout out to Babe McNeil. Maya Davis, the real console, one of our first contributors. And everybody else who's done anything for the website at any time, even Spirit Equality, who wrote a dope piece on why Man of Steel sucked. But, you know, we won't go into that one because that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's about it for Fan Bros this week. Anything else from y'all? Anything? Uh, Any? Hashtag fuck Joffrey. Hashtag (laughs) went out like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag. No, that's that's (laughs) enough. Hashtag R.I.P. Joffrey. <laughs> no. I want to see how many people feel that one. Is hashtag, it fuck Joffrey or R.I.P.? Hashtag blame Ben Amin for real this time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blame <laughs> Ben Amin if you, you know, don't feel Joffrey. Um, anything else? The donate button is right there if you're listening yes. to, to Fan Bros. Yes, site. if you're listening to this right now and you're on fanbros.com, just slide your browser <laughs> over to the right a little bit. Look at that bright donate button. Click on it. Send us a dollar. One dollar. Like 48 hours or, you know, whatever you want to do. Trading places. You Trading places. Damn it, I missed that one up. Take Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Diners Club, check, money Rush order. Card? PayPal. <laughs> PayPal. Did we take the Rush card? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, sir. Nah. Damn no it, that's card. all I got in my wallet. We do card. take Metro cards, though. Nice. I'll take, I'll take a swipe. Can I buy a swipe? Yeah, word up. Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited only, though. Thank all right. You. Also, enter Arcano Contest. Hashtag Fanbros Selfie on Instagram. It's simple. It's easy. And on Twitter. And on Twitter. I might have to do it, throw up some selfies this week myself just to let y'all know how to do it. You know? Prove your let prove the selfie your, God in there. Right. You know prove your fan broness to us. Yes. Show us you being your best fan bro, whether you're in costume or you I don't know, writing a manga. I don't know. Do something. Writing a manga. That's random. Out of all the things that I'll show you, the first thing that came I, I was Batman for like eight years when I was a kid. Can I do? Can I send that selfie of that? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, do sir. That does that so it doesn't have to be a current. Wait, selfie? hold up. You were, I, I, st- I still have the costume. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let's not. Let's not go past that too quickly. You were Batman for eight years. I like Batman. 
So do you have like eight years of pictures of you as Batman? I do. Yeah. You got to do a collage. You win. <laughs> oh, like you have the progression. <laughs> yeah. So does it, the costume oh, gets yeah, tighter yeah. as you get? <laughs> or do you have like different suits? I mean, suits? To, I, mean I think I costume. think I think I bought new costumes. Were you like Michael Keaton Batman one year, and then like I know I was George Clooney Batman. You had a suit with the nipples. Is it Jerry West? Adam West. <laughs> Adam West. Batman. Oh, you were Adam West Batman? I was so you, Adam wait, West so you had a suit with the eyebrows too? <laughs> wow. I had I had the mask. I had the mask with like the white face on it yes. like at the bottom. You know oh, what I'm wow. talking about? Yes. With the pointy ears and stuff. Wow. And then you yeah. got the one with the nipples and then you got... Uh, I didn't get the one with the nipples. Nah, uh, good, good deal there. Yeah. But yeah, 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 we need those in the Fan Bros selfie contest. So definitely put them up. Uh, that's about it for this week of Fan Bros. Yes, we'll sir. be right back here next week. Of course, you can check out all the great content on FanBros.com every day. Our special deliveries return on Monday with more Game of Thrones talk in the last week of Resurrection. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Fan Bros this week. Peace. Hashtag Omar Epps. God. Hashtag Omar Epps skirt. <laughs> skirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peace, God bless, and good night. Fan-